Hey everyone, my name is Adam Barfoot, and welcome to episode 5 of the Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast. In this episode, I will be talking about resilience. And this episode is part 1, and part 2 on resilience will be out soon. And now for an overview of this episode, I define resilience, I talk about how you can learn to become resilient, I talk about self-acceptance and self-improvement. I talk about how you can learn from your own scars and wounds and those of others. And I talk about how you can learn from the hardship and difficult experiences that you have lived through and that others have lived through. And as a disclaimer, during this podcast, I am speaking for myself and my own views, and I am not speaking for any counseling organization or any of my employers. And sponsorship is now available for this podcast through Anchor. On the description of the podcast page on the app that you are listening on, it will say support this podcast followed by a link. And when you click on that link, it will take you to a page where you can put in your information to support the podcast. If you are benefiting from this podcast, I would greatly appreciate the support. And when I get enough people paying to support this podcast, I will start a private Facebook group for donors only where we can have discussions and people can ask questions to me as well as the whole group. And there we can interact with each other. It will really be great when we have that community on Facebook. And that, like I mentioned, will happen once I get enough people supporting the podcast. All right, so let's talk about resilience. So a few Google definitions of resilience are toughness and then the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and then the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape and then elasticity. And then two Merriam-Webster definitions of resilience, an ability to recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change, and then the capability of a strained body to recover its size and shape after deformation caused especially by compressive stress. So now that we've used those definitions of resilience, I'm going to offer my definition of resilience, and it's quite different. It's really a different approach to what resilience is. So my definition of resilience is this, the skill and character trait of incorporating difficult experiences into the person we are now. And my concept of resilience was greatly impacted and influenced by a book called Resilience, and that is written by Eric Greitens. And if you're interested in getting deep into what resilience is and really just different different approaches to what resilience is, I, I really encourage you to read that book. That is a book that has influenced me so much. I, I really enjoy reading, so I read a lot, and that book, Resilience by Eric Greitens, has influenced my life and my thinking greatly. So really this different approach of looking at resilience and defining resilience and incorporating resilience into our lives it differs from the phrase that's usually associated with resilience, and that phrase is bouncing back. 
So oftentimes when people hear the word resilience, they associate it with bouncing back. But the the this different approach to resilience, the difference is that we are not going to recover to become the exact same person we were before the tragedy as we are now after the tragedy or difficult experience that we have in our lives. So when something catastrophic or traumatic or very difficult happens to us in our lives, we become new after that. We become different. And resilience, like I mentioned in my definition, is the skill and character trait of incorporating difficult experiences into the person we are now. And looking at resilience in this different way, the way that it really differs is bouncing back means that we return to the exact same person we were before that event, whereas incorporating difficult experiences into the person we are now means that we can see the world in a new way given the situation that we're in or the experience that we went through. So we can become different and we're going to be different, I think, either way after we experience tragedy or trauma or extreme difficulty in our lives. But we we can learn from those experiences and we can become different in a good way because of those things rather than only in spite of those things. And a big part of looking at resilience in this way is knowing that and pursuing that we can become better because of our experiences, directly because of those things, rather than becoming better in spite of those things. And this is a, here is a quote from that book, Resilience by Eric Greitens, and I think this quote does a really good job of summing up um, what I learned in the book. So the quote is, what happens to us becomes part of us. Resilient people do not bounce back from hard experiences. They find healthy ways to integrate them into their lives. In time, people find that great calamity met with great spirit can create great strength. So let's look at the different parts of this quote. So we have, what happens to us becomes part of us. Resilient people do not bounce back from hard experiences. They find healthy ways to integrate them into their lives. So say someone gets a terminal cancer diagnosis, that will always be part of them. And they can say, oh yeah, I'll I'll just continue living my life as normal and I'll just continue being the same person. But a example of resilience in that case is really taking that into account and it affecting us in a way that we can live differently. So maybe it's you cherish the people you're with more and you live more presently in the moment. And then also looking at, say we lose a loved one, that can really change the way we live. It can make us bitter against the world and it can make us just really negative about everything and it can even make us lose hope in the sense of, oh, I don't want to get close to anyone because I'm just going to lose them. But an example of resilience in that case is being present with your loved ones and really cherishing the time you have with them and also cherishing the memories of the, well, of the person who you lost. And then the last part of the quote, and I I just think this is absolutely crucial. So the last part of the quote 
in time, people find that great calamity met with great spirit can create great strength. I think that sentence is so powerful. When we experience great calamity or trauma or tragedy or extreme difficulty in our lives, the outcome of that all depends on how we how we view that situation. And another example of resilience. So resilience is learning something new and integrating that newly learned information into our lives. And this relates to something I've talked about in a few episodes of this podcast. And here's another example from when I was in graduate school. So when I was in graduate school for counseling, I learned so much subject matter, but knowing the information is not enough to help people heal in counseling. We have to know how to apply that information to help our clients. So it's rare that using the exact words from a counseling textbook can heal, but when we communicate those things in ways that a specific client can understand and grasp onto, that's what makes those things stick. And beyond communicating in ways that are tailored for each client, I really believe that the most effective counselors are those who have gone on a deep, soul-searching journey to find what specifically about them they can use to help and heal other people. And really, I think part of that journey, well, part of that journey for me has been really exploring um, how I can use myself to help other people heal. Because the thing is with counseling, um, and one of my graduate school professors told us this, is that um, we have no tools to get the job done when we're in the room with the client. So the only thing we have in the room is ourselves. And Really, we can we can say things to provide insight, and um, we can say anything. And but I think the real way that people heal is having a genuine relationship with another human being, and that being a counselor. And so the me as a counselor, accepting the other person as they are, but knowing that they that so accepting the other person as they are now, accepting them fully and being with them fully present, but also knowing that they can become so much more than they are now. So it's that it's that two parts in that fine line of accepting people as they are and knowing that they can become better also. So it's really that fine line. And just as we treat ourselves, we can say, okay, I accept where I am now, but I believe in my own potential to become better and greater and more than I am now. So it's those, those two parts to that as well. And there's a Carl Rogers quote that says, the curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. And another part of this is having what's called the growth mindset. And Carol Dweck in her book called Mindset talks about this a lot. She makes the distinction between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. So the fixed mindset is saying, this is where I am. This is how I'll always be. Nothing's going to change. I can't get better at this. So she uses a lot of examples from children in school um, thinking that, well, I'm bad at math and nothing's ever going to change. 
So I'm just bad at math, period. But then there's the growth mindset. And the growth mindset says that, okay, here I am now, but I can improve and get better at whatever it is that I'm focusing on. So taking that into that quote of accepting myself just as I am, then I can change, is coming to reality and accepting reality as it is, but knowing that we can be better also. And this relates directly to counseling. And as um, I am a counselor, I believe my clients can change. If I don't believe my client can change, then the client's probably not going to change. And clients can really pick up on, we as counselors, they can pick up on if I see them in a certain way. So that is really impactful when they pick up on this, when I believe in them. Even without us saying that, people can still pick up on that. Then there's a quote from Maya Angelou. She says, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And I think that quote is really important and really relevant in counseling. So our clients might never remember what we say. I mean, they might, and of course I prefer that they would, but at the same time, when you feel accepted, that's a really powerful thing to feel. And when we look back on major and minor interactions that we've had with people, it seems to me like we connect it with how we felt in that moment and how that conversation or interaction left us feeling. So how we feel after it and how we feel looking back on that also. So we might not remember what people said and they might not remember what we said, but they will remember how we made them feel. And now going back to that example of counseling and resilience that I was talking about. So counselors being the only tool that they have in the room, we are the tool. Counselors are their own tool. We don't have other tools we can use as a handyman might have a hammer. Um, but So getting back to that example, every counselor interacts with clients in different ways. And as counselors, we have to approach our clients in ways that feel welcoming and comforting to them. And I'd say this for people who are not counselors too, that we have to use who we are as people We have to use ourselves to make other people feel welcomed and comforted because then they will know that we care and they will feel that we care also. And that that's very important. And every interaction, every conversation can teach us something about ourselves and the other person as well. So we... We use resilience to learn, I think, from every interaction that we have every day. If we take something from that day and use it to improve our lives and the way we interact with others, I think that's a successful way to use resilience in everyday life. So that was mainly a focus on resilience in counseling and communication. So now let's go back to resilience as a character trait. When we go through something extremely difficult, we won't ever be the exact same person that we were before that circumstance, but we can become stronger taking that experience into the person we are now. 
So now let's talk about scars and wounds. So when we experience something that leaves our outer appearance different, say it's a a burn or a surgery or some kind of wound or injury, we might not even look the same in our outer appearance. So this is a example of resilience that points to something deeper. So we, when we experience something physical like that, we may never look the same. And so it's not about bouncing back into the person we were before, but it's about integrating that into the new person that we are now. And we may bear the scars of our difficult experiences. And those scars can become a metaphor for the internal battles that we face. The thing is, our scars give way to a story and our scars tell stories also. And there's a quote from that book, Resilience. The quote is from Robert Bly. The quote is, the wounded man knows something. So the thing here is we can learn from the scars and wounds of others, and we can also learn from our own scars and wounds because we learn from stories a lot of the time and wounds and scars tell stories. If you know me very well, you know the stories of my own physical scars, and I hope the stories behind my scars and the lessons I've learned from them can help you know that physical suffering and hardship can lead you to become a stronger person. And an important thing to note here is that going through difficult circumstances does not automatically make you a better person. I'm sure that you can think of someone who's been through hardship that it's made them miserable and they've they've become miserable because of that and they've become bitter toward the world. So you do not automatically grow out of hardship. And if you dread hardship and difficulty, then when it comes, you will do anything to get out of it and escape it and maybe even ignore it and deny the reality of it. But if you welcome hardship as an opportunity to grow, you go through it with more patience and more acceptance and you accept it for what it is and as it is. So you accept it for what it is and you accept it as it is. Life has beautiful lessons to teach us if we are ready and willing to learn them. So I want you to think about what have your scars and wounds taught you, whether they are physical scars, emotional scars, um, maybe they're scars that and wounds that only you know about. So what have those scars and wounds taught you? And also, what have they taught others? So a example of this from my own life, my own scars and wounds, both physical, emotional, and invisible, things that people can't see, but that I know about and and trusted people in my own life know about. What I've learned from my own scars and wounds is that no matter how difficult things get or no matter how dark things get, there is always possible growth that can come out of that. And then my next question is, what have you learned from the scars and wounds of others? There's a quote from Jordan Peterson in his book, 12 Rules for Life. The quote is, assume that the person you are listening to might know something you don't. So the thing is, with everyone we know and everyone we do not know, so even strangers that you encounter talking to, They have scars and wounds too. Everyone has scars and wounds from the things they've been through and the story that they are living. It's really powerful when we go about our our conversations day by day to assume that, just like in that quote, and to listen as if we might learn something 
because we will. And moving on to my next point. So we must fight ourselves and win. This crosses broad territory in life. So in our relationship with our significant other, we have to fight selfish impulses and desires in order to do what is best for ourselves and our significant other. So thinking about we instead of only thinking about me. And then also as counselors, so counselors may have to endure our own emotional discomfort that is brought up inside of ourselves by a client's emotional discomfort. We have to do that in order to promote the client's healing. And a quote that I read in a C.S. Lewis book called Letters to Malcolm that I just finished reading, the, the book is makes up the letters that C.S. Lewis wrote to someone he knew. They had correspondence, and the book is all the, all the letters that C.S. Lewis wrote to his friend. So the quote is, Your darkness has brought back my own. That's something as that I, as a counselor, experience so often in sessions, especially working with children. Something I do often now is reflect on my own childhood because it's I think it's so important to be what's called a reflective practitioner. So reflecting on our own experience as we help others through their own experience. And something else that relates to this, I was listening to a counseling podcast recently, and a quote that I heard in that was from Esther Perel. And the quote is, when you listen deeply to the experiences of others, you actually see yourself in your own mirror. And I think this is so true for, like I was just saying, the reflective practitioner and the reflective counselor. So when we reflect enough on our own experiences and we know ourselves deeply, when we know ourselves deeply, we can make connections between the stories of others and our own story. And if we are going to be resilient, we have to learn from others who have gone before us and people who are going alongside of us right now. And we may not be on the same path as them or even have not at all a similar story, but resilience can spark resilience and we can always learn from the story of another resilient person. And I'll end this episode with two last quotes. So one is from Eric Greitens in his book, Resilience, that I've mentioned a few times in this episode. And then the other quote is from Ernest Hemingway. The first quote from Eric Greitens is, hardship can create a helpless person or a heroic one. Some people are made stronger by suffering. Others are defeated. The difference is resilience. And then the last quote that I'll end this episode with is from Ernest Hemingway. He says, The world breaks everyone, and afterward, many are strong at the broken places. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed the episode. You can follow along with Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. You can contact me by emailing counselingandfunctionalfitness at gmail.com or by messaging Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. See you next time.